Hey, Sarita. Hey, Felicia, good evening. Let me know if you can hear me well, see me well. Hey, Val, how are you? You guys let me know if you can see and hear me well. Okay, guys, we have about one minute to go. And then I'll get started. Thanks, Felicia. Hey, Cherie. Yeah, we have about one minute to go and then we will get started. Let me make sure I'm situated. How's everybody doing on this Sunday evening? Hey, Dr. Michelle, how are you? Hey, Pastor Dia. Thank you, thank you, Valerie, I appreciate you. All right, it looks like it's 6 p.m. And I wanna welcome you guys to um, Impact Church Goldsboro. Um, we are in our monthly deliverance table. My name is Dr. Miranda Y. Pearson, and I am your facilitator for this evening on our deliverance table. And I am so excited to be in the building. Let's talk about housekeeping for one minute. So since we're not in person and everybody knows who's ever been in any of my classes, I love the personal interaction. Um, I love the teaching atmosphere so you can ask questions and you can talk to me as I'm talking to you. So obviously you see that I am in my home office and so we're not together in person, but I still want you guys to feel free to ask any questions that you have. So. Um, I want you to type in your questions. I'm not going to answer them as we're going along. I'll wait to the end and go back and, and scroll through and answer any questions that you have. Um, feel free, whatever it is that you um, want to talk about, feel free, jot it down. I'll go back again um, and ask those questions, answer those questions for you. So put it in the comment boxes below. And since this is virtual, um, this will not be a two-hour class unless you make it a two-hour class, but that is certainly not my intention. I'm just going to give you some highlights on um, the deaf and dumb spirit and some things that I have found to be really important um, for us to dialogue and dig into as it pertains to the deaf and dumb spirit. So we're going to be talking for about 35 to 45 minutes and um, and then I'll take your questions and then we're gonna pray and we're gonna call it an evening, all right? So I'm seeing some people, let me just go ahead and, and say good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening to all of you. I'm not ignoring you, I promise, good evening. Hey, Shawanda, hey, Jacqueline, good evening to you guys. So again, on tonight, we're talking about the deaf and dumb spirit the deaf and dumb spirit. And sometimes when you mention the deaf and dumb spirit, people are offended because of the word dumb. Um, it is a spirit 
it has less to do with a person's ability to be smart than it does about a person's ability to reason, comprehend, and process, okay? So our goal on tonight is to demystify and destigmatize the words deaf and dumb, okay? Because we're talking about a spiritual matter. We're not talking about a person. We're not talking about a person's intellectual capabilities and capacity. Most people who um, are, are burdened or in bondage to a deaf and dumb spirit, they're very smart. But this spirit causes the person to be muted to truth, okay? So we're going to demystify and destigmatize the words deaf and dumb on tonight. And I'm just setting a foundation and giving an overview. And my class is coming out soon, so you'll be able to take that. All right? So here's what we want to do. Just like if we were in a regular classroom setting, I want to give you our objectives. So the objectives on tonight is to define the deaf and dumb spirit. We're going to provide characteristics and examples. We're going to discuss open doors and spiritual gateways. We're gonna talk about practical tips to leaders and parents and administrators because this is not just a spirit that's in the church. This spirit has infiltrated through our school systems, in our jobs, um, anywhere you look and there's people, there is a deaf and dumb spirit. And so we're going to, again, destigmatize and demystify that on tonight. So we're going to have practical um, tips to leaders and to parents. And then we're going to do a deliverance prayer. We're going to answer questions first, and then we're going to do a deliverance prayer. Now, before we get started, let me give you a disclaimer, okay? I am not a medical doctor. I have a PhD, all right? Um, not an MD. I have extensive background in counseling, in psychology, and human behavior. Now, I said all of that to say I am not um, in a position on tonight to rebut people who are just going to be scientific, okay? So there's a lot of people, um, for whatever reason, if they have a child or a relative who has any of the things that I'm going to talk about, they're not going to like it, and they might want to rebut based on science. So that's not why we're here. I'm talking about a specific spirit, and these are the characteristics and the, um, the things that people exhibit as they have this spirit on them, okay? So we're not here to argue or discuss that. I'm going to give you God's interpretation based on the scripture, based on me praying, based on me fasting, based on my years as an educator, based on my years as a therapist and my years as a parent, okay? So let me just say again, if you are offended in any way, I apologize in advance, but you can take that up with the Lord, <laughs> okay? All right, so let's get it moving. All right, so if you are a leader on tonight um, of an organization in church, um, if you're a principal, whatever, if you're in charge, Ask yourself this question. Do I have people in my congregation or people that I employ that appear to be difficult? They appear to have comprehension issues. They appear not to listen or they appear not to understand. So if that's you, give, show me some hand emojis or something. But if you are a person that's in leadership and you have a congregation pastor, if you are a principal, if you are a, a supervisor on your job and you have people under you 
Do you employ, even parents, do you employ people, and I'm going to talk to the parents in a minute, but do you employ people that appear difficult to comprehend, to listen, or to understand? Comprehension meaning that there's a problem with their reasoning and their processing, and then they're, they're not able to, they can listen, but they don't hear, and they're not able to execute the instruction, okay? So I see some hands going up. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Felicia says, I have in the past. Dr. Michelle says, absolutely. Antoinette is raising her hand. Okay, good. So these are these are you. I'm talking to you people, okay? We're, we're talking on tonight because I want... I want you to come away from this deliverance table with an understanding of people, that's it. And I want you to consider that what you've been thinking about the people who you employ or who are under you, consider that there's another reason, okay? That's what we're talking about on tonight. We're considering another reason or the main root issue for the behavior that you see. So parents, who are listening to me, do you have children who find it difficult to comprehend intellectual matters or they appear as if they are rebellious um, and they listen to everybody else's voice but yours? Now, I know what you're gonna say. Well, Dr. Miranda, isn't that every child? Um, I think sometimes because we don't understand the nature of this spirit, we lump all of our children together and we just say, oh, that's, that's just teenage stuff. No, it's it's not So in some cases. So that's why we want to get to the bottom of it on tonight. So if you're a parent and you have children who are just, they don't listen to you for whatever reason. They hear other people's voices. They can't comprehend intellectual things. You would think that they have an ability to have a hierarchy level of thinking. Um, you would think that they have the ability, you know, old people say, you just don't have good common sense. It doesn't appear as though they have good common sense. <laughs> so if you are one of those parents, please give me the hands up emoji. If you're having some difficulty with some young people that live in your house, if you're a guardian or a parent, do I see any hands up emojis? Okay, maybe not. So what I've noticed as a counselor is that there are some people that you, you would appear, you would think, or they appear to just not get it. And so, you know, at after time, I begin to wonder, okay, there's more. Because people come to you, and it's funny, they'll come to you with their own, of course, diagnosis of what they have. So they'll say, well, you know, in the past I've had a spirit of rejection, or in the past I've had a spirit of this or a spirit of that. And everybody knows that even though I am a clinical professional counselor, I also do a lot of inner healing and deliverance. What I'm finding out, though, is that sometimes you can misdiagnose um, even what that spirit is that's the root. So it's not that the spirits that people have, rejection, the spirit of, um, I don't know, anger, whatever, that that's often is not the root. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of work, especially with the deliverance table on rejection. And we'll use that for an example. So we, we did, we've done a lot of work, you know, months, weeks of rejection work. And so we've labored at the altar. We've given examples. We've prayed over people. We've, we've given scenarios. But it just doesn't seem to stick. And so what I'm finding out is that the main stronghold 
And a main um, spirit of bondage is that of the deaf and dumb spirit. Because that spirit, again, is not about total intellect. It's not about being stupid, but it is about muting people from the truth of God's word and the inability to hear his voice. Okay, did you catch that? So the deaf and dumb spirit is about not being able to hear God's word and his voice, okay? So deafness, the muteness is not being able to listen to reason, right? That's the that's the deaf part. And the dumb is because Satan makes dumb decisions. He's stupid, right? And so you would think people know better. Like we I've said it. I I'm guilty. Man, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that person should know better. We we've taught this. And pastors, I know you know what I'm talking about. I've taught this. We've been in study. We we've done weeks. We've done we've done series on this. And people still don't get it. Well, the Bible says that we pray amiss. And we we miss it. And so I said to myself, self, <laughs> I've missed it, right? This is not the stronghold. Rejection is not the stronghold. Not even certain traumas that people have been through. That doesn't arrest them as much now that the spirit, the deaf and dumb spirit has taken up residence. And all those other spirits are the seven that came back with that root. And now it's a strong, it's stronger. Okay. So this deaf and dumb spirit I just need to let you know as a as a, a prerequisite of this whole teaching is difficult not only to diagnose but to get rid of okay and we'll read about it in the scripture in, a, in just a few minutes but at the at the end of this this particular scripture that we're going to be taking for this teaching Jesus told the disciples these things only come out through what prayer and fasting which is most of the time why we don't get it. We're really, really not in tune because we really haven't been praying and we really haven't been fasting. Now, I know you're going to all throw stuff at me or you're saying stuff to me via the screen. I didn't say that you don't pray. I didn't say that you don't fast. But even in our praying and in our fasting, again, we're praying amiss. So we're praying that God binds the Jezebel spirit in the church. And we're praying that God binds the Leviathan spirit. But we ain't said nothing about the deaf and dumb spirit. And this is why you have people who are not moved by what's going on in our congregations. They don't comprehend it. They just don't. <laughs> they, they don't get it. All right? All right. I'm getting off track. Let me look at my notes. All right. So we need to be able to deal with this stronghold of the deaf and dumb spirit, okay? It is the master spirit. And this is what I'm finding out as a leader, as a teacher, and even as a parent. You can become really frustrated with people, um, especially, you know, when I was in the school system, you know, teachers, my colleagues, we would become really frustrated with children because it would appear that they can do the work. And, you know, we have conferences with the parents and we say, you know, so-and-so is not stupid. He can do the work or she can do the work. They're just lazy, right? And so we put another label on them, right? And the parents are frustrated and teachers are frustrated and principals are frustrated. Leaders are frustrated. But I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, there is another reason for this 
um, inability to get it. And it is the deaf and dumb spirit. So let's examine this very closely. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles, because I know you have them, to Mark 9. Okay? Mark 9. And I'm just going to read one verse right now. We'll go back through and read some more. But Mark 9. Mark 9. And I'm going to read verse 25. Because I want you to understand and know that this is the word. This is not me. I'm basing this on the word of God. And this is what Jesus called the spirit, okay? This is not what Dr. Miranda is calling the spirit, so you can't get offended. This is what Jesus called this spirit. So Mark 9, 25. It says, when Jesus saw, and I'm reading out of the Amplified, okay? When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering around them, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enters him again. Mark 9, verse 25. So this is a spirit that binds, it torments, and causes a person to be unteachable and unable to hear truth. If you're writing with me, I want you to write that. This is a spirit, the deaf and dumb spirit, is a spirit that binds, torments, and causes a person to be unteachable and unable to hear truth. Death to the things of God, sound doctrine, common sense, reasoning, intellect, does not mean mute, okay? It doesn't mean uh, mute. It means that you just can't hear the things of God. You're not totally muted, but you don't hear sound doctrine, you don't hear reasoning, and you don't hear intellect. Dumb does not mean stupid. It means that you have the inability to reason or to use your intellect, okay? All right, some of the characteristics of this deaf and dumb spirit. Let's talk about children first. Some of the characteristics are ADD, ADHD, excessive talking, narcissism, being a class clown, Tourette syndrome, dyslexia, autism, and lack of self-control, reckless behavior. The child appears impossible to fix because at this time it has worn parents out. You are exacerbated. And I've heard some parents say, I've been dealing with this since they were three, or I've been dealing with this since they were two, or I've been dealing with this since kindergarten. Compulsive or obsessive behavior, attention seeking, this spirit loves attention. Self-harm, suicidal tendencies, inattentiveness, lack of focus, seizures in some cases, and inability to learn from their mother isn't that interesting? Yeah, so we would we would say that that's a mother wound and it would even appear as that if the, the child just hates the mother, but there's an inability to learn from the mother and everything that the mother says, there's an opposition, okay? Difficulty in school with comprehension, speech or hearing problems, appears to be stupid, have the knowledge, this is stupid, okay? Ignorant is lacking knowledge. Stupid is having the knowledge but doesn't, doesn't know what to do with it. So this person appears to be stupid. You've given them knowledge. You've poured knowledge into them. 
You've created opportunities for them to be knowledgeable. But the knowledge that they have attained is not retained and they don't know what to do with that, the knowledge that they have. Okay. They're mischievous, they're manipulative, and they play mind games. Now, did you just hear that list? Does that not sound like children? Or does that sound like children that the world told us that we would have? I'm, I'm going to pause. <laughs> the world told you, books told you, self-help books told you, TV shows told you, these are the characteristics of your child. Even human development tells us, okay? These, you know, sometimes when people come, well, I just understand that's probably the terrible teens, the terrible twos. I always tell parents, stop labeling your children saying they're going through anything that's terrible. You need to redefine that. You're going through the terrific twos. You're a, you're a, a terrific teen. Don't label your children any more than the world has already labeled them, okay? So, sounds like a list that we've been told that's normal, right? All right. Listen to the adult list. Now, imagine that child, and I've done several teachings on arrested development, the spirit of narcissism, because it starts as a child. The child learns from what the parents teach them from age zero to um, 12 and then from age 13 to 21 this is when the child is supposed to demonstrate what they've learned okay so narcissism is a given from age 0 to 12 because a child is learning to become um, who they should be and then from ages 13 to 21 we are to allow them to apply the knowledge that they've learned and to demonstrate that they they have it and then at 21 we let them go and be an adult okay now, all of that, those characteristics of this deaf and dumb spirit that I just shared with you pertaining to a child, imagine now <laughs> that this is an adult with arrested development, which means all of those characteristics now you bring into adulthood, which is arrested development, and then you add on top of those unbelief. Don't believe anything. You can tell them that the world is on fire and they will still say, I don't believe you. So unbelief, not just in the church, unbelief about everything, not trusting people, suspicious, almost borderline paranoia, right? Don't believe anything. It's almost like, you know, I've, I've got to make sure that I'm good because I don't believe what, what other people are saying or doing. Okay. So unbelief, resistant to any and all authority, crying, heaviness depression, suicidal ideations, tendencies, cutting, burning, insanity. Again, remember this spirit loves attention. All right. So the problem with dealing with people with this spirit, the children, we label them as slow, disruptive. Remember we slap all these labels on them, ADD, ADHD, they're attention seekers. We send them away. So when they're in their when when they're in our classroom, we don't want to be bothered with them. So we send them to the principal's office, or we send them out in the hall, or we send them to a timeout area, okay? Because they are a distraction to what's going on inside the classroom and to other students. So we send them away. As adults, 
we either fear them or we ignore them. So think about it. I want you to think about it right now. Think about at least four people in your church that you're already going, hmm, okay. You ignore them or you fear them. Even in the church that you grew up with, not, not saying that it's the church that you attend now, but even in your job, think about that one person on your job that you're like, mm, there's something really off. <laughs> you say there's something off with her. Like there's something off. So even as a child, we were taught when there's something off with somebody, we leave them alone because they are cuckoo. They're crazy. Nobody deals with it. We just kind of ignore them, right? Or put them on a shelf somewhere. So we either fear them as adults or we ignore them. We say stuff like they just aren't wrapped too tight or we don't want to deal with this spirit even in the church because we, um, we fear offending people. So you don't want to say, sister so-and-so, I notice, or I discern, or the spirit of the Lord told me that you have a spirit of uh, deaf and dumb on you. We don't want to offend her. We don't want to offend him. So we don't say anything. So you ignore them and it gets worse. And not only does that spirit get worse and the person becomes just more and more lethargic, they're not even, in some cases, all of the people who have a deaf and dumb spirit, they're not even, um, what's the word I want to use? Belligerent. They're not even, all of them are not combative. There's some that's combative. There's some that are belligerent, but they just don't get it. And it's frustrating to the entire organization. They don't want to be a team player. They don't want to see how they benefit the team. They don't believe in the team. They don't believe in the vision. They don't believe in how they fit into the vision. They don't ultimately really believe God. They're just there. And you wonder, what are they getting on Sunday mornings? Yeah, Felicia, you've seen this so much growing up. Wow. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. So we don't deal with the spirit because we fear offending them. Most of the time, yes, I'm going to offend you right now. We're not equipped in our churches to deal with this spirit. We are not. We don't know how to recognize the spirit. We don't know how to deal with the spirit. And it is an oppressive spirit. And we often mislabel people with this spirit. We say that they have a Jezebel spirit. We say that they have a spirit of rebellion. We say that they have a spirit of Leviathan. And we miss it. We totally miss it, okay? So in verse 28 of Mark 9, it says, um, the disciples asked Jesus, and I'm going to read it. When he had gone indoors, his disciples began asking him privately, why were we unable to drive it out, okay? And he replied in verse 29, this kind of unclean spirit cannot come out by anything but prayer to the Father, and in the King James Version, it says prayer and fasting, okay? So there's only some things that can come out, people, via prayer and fasting. And I don't care what you think about it. We don't do enough of it. We don't. We don't do enough of it as people, individuals, and we don't do enough of it corporately as a body, okay? So we have to be a people of prayer. We have to be a people who fast. We have to have houses of prayer. And we have to have houses that fast, okay? Pastors, leaders, I'm talking to you right now. You get frustrated with people and you label them rebellious or non-compliant and you try to build with these people who need to be delivered. That's why you're so frustrated. 
You're trying to build something. You're trying to expand something. And the people are not getting it because they're not being rebellious. They really are not being non-compliant. They've got a deaf and dumb spirit. And we need to deal with it, okay? We really, really need to deal with it. And we need to minister to them at the place of their trauma. So here's what we do as a, as a, as a body, okay? We don't want to deal with people's trauma. It triggers us, in most cases, the people who deal with the trauma. So you don't want to deal with your own trauma, so you know you don't want to deal with anybody else's trauma. We feel like we can just pray away everything. Let's just pray it away. Let's just, you know, get into a place and just call those things and be not as though they were. You cannot deal with this spirit if you do not deal with people's trauma. Where's my camera? You cannot deal with this spirit until you deal with people's trauma. If you do not deal with people's trauma, then they will not be delivered from this spirit and you cannot build with a people with a spirit of deaf and dumb on them. All right. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So I know that makes me very unpopular and I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, when you're non-compassionate, you can't be bothered. You just want a platform. Uh, you can't build with these people. Okay, this is a stubborn demon. And as long as you have people in your pews with the deaf and dumb spirit, it ain't going nowhere. So you're gonna have to change your course of action and you're going to have to execute a new plan. And this is what I'm finding out too. This is what I'm finding out too. Sometimes leaders have the deaf and dumb spirit, which is why they can't cast it out of the people in the church. Because mm -hmm, Beelzebub can't cast out Beelzebub. Okay. So Satan stays in, comes in, and stays in via our ignorance. What does the Bible say? My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Okay? In your churches, you have people with the deaf and dumb spirit. They make the simplicity of the Bible very complex. I mean, you can get them a Bible that's a coloring book. You can get them the Bible that is uh, a reader's version from a child. You can get them the uh, comic book Bible. You can get them the Bible with all four comparisons. You can, you can make the teaching and the Bible as, as simple as can be, and they will still make your teaching and the word complex. They live and they thrive in confrontation to unbelief. They idolize sometimes in some cases, they idolize one biblical truth over the other. They don't want to obey all of God's word. So they'll take bits and pieces. They'll cherry pick the things that they like and what they want to adhere to. And they don't adhere to all parts of the Bible. Let me just stick a pin right there and say this. I had this discussion. Um, I tried to discuss it. The other person was inflamed. They were upset. I get the whole abortion debate, and I agree, okay? I am pro-life. But you can't just pick and choose abortion as the worst sin in the world, and you still forget about the fact that God hates liars. Now, is that still in the scripture? I 
I think it's still there. The last time I checked, the Bible says that a liar will not tarry in his presence. I think that's what the scripture says. So you can't put everybody who has had an abortion or who has voted Democrat in their life in a pit of hell and they're going to hell, but because everybody who loves pro-life and that's all the, the sin that you, you know, that's the one that you just really are, are on it. But you don't adhere to the rest of the Bible. I get so confused. So I just wanted to say that some people with a deaf and dumb spirit par cherry pick parts of the Bible that they want to live by and the other parts they don't deal with. Right. That's how slavery was allowed for so long. <laughs> okay, I'm getting off that right now. All right, so people with the deaf and dumb spirit have suggestions, traditions, and pop culture which represents their voice. Remember I said that they're, they're mute to the voice of God. They're mute to the voice of reason. But any other voice other than God's, they'll listen to. Now, if Beyonce came out this Sunday and she did a sermon, they'll quote her until Jesus came. When Kanye West was going around, and I'm not saying these people aren't saved. I don't know their salvation walk. But I'm saying to you, if, if, if you're teaching and preaching sound doctrine and they don't hear that, but they'll hear a rap song or they'll, they'll be savage all day long. They're savage. They know every word to that. And they're TikToking from now until midnight. There is a, there's, there's something there. There's something wrong with that. Okay. All right. I'm going somewhere, people. You with me? <laughs> Stay with me. We're going somewhere. All right. So people with a deaf and dumb spirit often have a spirit of perversion. If you were in one of my um, previous uh, deliverance table, we, we were all shocked with what came out with the spirit of perversion. You've been taught your entire life that a pervert is somebody who just did sexual stuff. But the spirit of perversion actually is about a mindset, okay? A twisted way of thinking, a cognitive distortion, a stinking thinking. You've heard me say it over and over again. So people with this deaf and dumb spirit, they often have a spirit of perversion, twisted thinking, and guess what they have? A ghetto mindset. Uh-oh, getting ready to shock you. Having a ghetto mindset has nothing to do with race or ethnicity. <laughs> a ghetto mindset has nothing to do with race or ethnicity. Having a ghetto mindset is a belief that nothing will or nothing can improve in your life so you decide to stay and wallow there and you just decide, hmm, I was born this way. So a person with a deaf and dumb spirit, they wallow there. They stay there. It is, it is a mindset that nothing will ever change. Nothing is going to change for me. Nothing is ever going to be good for me. God is never going to answer my prayers. God is never going to do anything for me. God has never done anything for me. Even if you told a person with the spirit of deaf and dumb on them, even if you said to them, God woke you up this morning. You have breath in your body. You are awesomely and fearfully and wonderfully made. They'll still look at you and say, but God hasn't done anything for me. I, I don't feel him. I don't see him. 
he doesn't even know that I'm here. What's the purpose of me being here? What's the purpose of my life? Why am I even living? Why am I on earth? Deaf and dumb. Okay? These people with this spirit, they often glamorize their current situation, their trauma, and they spend a lifetime performing self-sabotage while they're blaming other people. They glamorize their trauma. They self-sabotage, which means things come good in their life and they absolutely blow it on purpose just so they can blame somebody else for it not happening. Yes, it is real, okay? So when this spirit is not dealt with, it leaves a window of opportunity for having a mindset that is now afflicted with doubt, confusion, and mental illness. Listen, guys, mental illness starts with the seed. You, you're not born with mental illness because you were born in God's image and he's not mentally ill. So mental illness starts with the seed. If you don't deal with a person's trauma, it is a gateway to mental issues forever. Okay? The spirit of deaf and dumb is the inability to process information. They have difficulty understanding spiritual as well as intellectual matters. Revelations are difficult to master. Studying is difficult to master. When your child um, has this spirit on them, they don't get it. They just, and they, they're very sincere. When a child looks at you and says, I just don't get it, stop being angry with them. Start cussing and fussing and throwing stuff, th throwing your weight around and saying, you're going to sit here until you do this work. They really don't get it. So I'm going to have to ask you parents to go way back into the vault of their childhood, which is why as a therapist, I do a very thorough biopsychosocial assessment. I have to know everything. So I'm going to need you to go back in your vault, parent, and figure out if there's any trauma in your kid's life that caused this spirit to now feel comfortable enough to lodge there. You got to deal with the trauma. Okay, let's let's go back to the word. I want to go back to the word because I don't want to leave you hanging. Mark 9. Okay, I'm going to read verses 14 through 24. And I'm a fast reader, so I, it's not going to be that tedious on you. Mark 9. I'm going to give you a minute to get there. I'm going to read verses 14 through 24. And I'm going to be reading from the amplified version. Okay, and I'll pick up my Bible so I won't be looking down. Okay. Mark 9, verses 14 through 24, and it reads, When they came back to the other nine disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes questioning and arguing with them. Immediately when the entire crowd saw Jesus, they were startled and began running up to greet him. He asked them, What are you discussing with them? One of the crowd replied to him, Teacher, I brought you my son possessed with the spirit which makes him unable to speak let me stop right there i want you to get out of your mind the notion of people just gotta want to be delivered there are some people who don't know that they need to be delivered do you, do you all get that stop saying people just want they need you you need to want this they don't know what they want they don't even know that they have it the father brought his son to Jesus. Sometimes it takes 
a father and a mother or a spiritual leader to take the person to the altar, to take the person to Jesus and say, this is the spirit that's on you and we're going to get you delivered today. We're going to start the process of deliverance because inner healing is incrementally. Okay. All right. Let me go back. One of the crowd replied to him. I'm going to read it again. Teacher, I brought you my son possessed with the spirit, which makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him intending to do harm, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes stiff. I told your disciples to drive it out and they could not. Let, let's, let's go back. Verse 18, right? Slams him to the ground. That's that ghetto mentality. <laughs> that's that spirit that's going to keep you low. You are ground. You are, you are nothing but what's on the bottom of people's shoe. I'm just going to stay low because this is my lot in life. And this is what I was born to be. This is all I'm ever going to be. I'm never going to be anything. Okay. Then it says he was foaming at the mouth, grinding his teeth. He became stiff. He foams at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth means there's nothing intelligent that can come out of your mouth. Nothing. So let me, let me just pause right there before I finish reading the rest of the scriptures. Can you imagine? I want you to imagine with me a child. A child in a classroom, okay, who is unable to comprehend what the teacher is saying. I want you to imagine this child. Unable to comprehend what the teacher is saying, unable to convey what they feel and what they mean because it's hard for them to put words with what they feel and what, what's in their brain, okay? It's hard. And now they're becoming frustrated. And guess what? Not only are they frustrated, but everybody is watching them. Their friends, their classmates are watching. Some of them are talking. They're snickering. They're laughing. And the, the child now panics from embarrassment. What do you think that child now is going to do? They're going to become the class clown. They're going to capitalize on the attention. Remember, this spirit likes attention. It seeks attention. It craves attention. Now we're going to, to utilize this attention, even if it's bad. It's some attention because you're not giving me any attention, Miss Teacher. I've already told you that I don't understand. I've already told you that I don't, I don't get it. I already told you that I need more time. So I'm going to now capitalize on the fact that I've got a captive audience and now I'm going to become the class clown. Okay. Now, and as that child grows up <laughs> in arrested development, they've been told their whole life that they're dumb and that they're incapable of learning. They grow up, they master certain subjects and then they come to your church, pastor, leader. They come to your organization. They come to your job, boss man. And they become an expert in antagonistic behavior. They try to impress other people all the time. They either over talk, they're always talking loud, they always have something to say, they're always making a comment about what other people are doing or what other people aren't doing. Everything becomes a debate. And because of this, remember, this spirit likes attention. They are always in the spotlight, and it doesn't matter if it's bad. Okay, just wanted to stick that pin there. All right, where do we leave? Verse 18. I'm going to read verse 19. 
He replied, Oh, unbelieving, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him when the demonic spirit saw him. Yeah, true demons. No, yeah, true demons recognize true authority. I often, you know, I used to get a little perplexed when people said, you know, I, I, I was scared of you. Well, it's not me that they're scared of. Demons recognize authority. Okay? I just want you to remember that. The demon, when, the, the, when the demonic spirit saw him, immediately it, the demonic spirit, threw the boy into a convulsion and falling to the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? Who did he ask? His daddy. That's why when you bring your children to me, I need you in the room. You don't bring a child to a therapist to fix them. You're bringing a child to me and I'm going to figure out what it is that's in your history, in that child's history, in your household. What, what, what opened the door to that? We're going to do that together. So he asked the daddy, how long has this been going on? The biopsychosocial bio assessment. And he answered, since childhood. Okay, here's this boy who's been tormented since a, being a boy. And nobody's been able to cast the spirit out, recognize what type of spirit this is, get him the help that he needed. I'm sure his dad was exacerbated uh, or, or exasperated that he couldn't do anything to help him. As a, as a parent, you feel helpless. And guess what? This spirit is so relentless. As a parent, you are exhausted. So as a parent, I'm not beating you up. Certainly not. But I get it. You're tired. It's exhausting. This spirit seeks attention 24 7, 365. And most parents say, phew, when that child goes to sleep <laughs> because they are exhausted. All right? Stay with me. The demon has often thrown him into both the fire and into water. That's that obsessive and compulsive behavior, intending to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, you say to me, if you can, are you, are you serious? You're saying to me, the one that can, the I am, right? You're saying to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trust in me. Thank God for honesty. Thank God for honest parents who come through my door. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out with a desperate, piercing cry and saying, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And there you have it. <laughs> there you have it, people. I don't even care that you believe in God. You have to believe God. You've heard me say this so many times. There's lots of people who go to church every Sunday and they believe in a higher being. They believe that God exists. They believe that there's a God out there somewhere. But there's a problem believing God. Taking him exactly at his word knowing that what he says he's going to do and he's going to do well all right he didn't say i just don't believe in you he's the one that took the boy to jesus he said i believe i believe that you are who you say you are please just help my unbelief 
This spirit is not budging if you do not believe that you have the authority to cast it out. Okay? This spirit only deals with authority. It only responds to authority. Okay? So, what are the open doors to this spirit? How am I doing on time? All right, good. What are the open doors to this spirit? Situational doors. You've heard me talk about this before. Sin and sin choices. Generational doors. That is your inherited dysfunctional family behaviors, the, the patterns and the thoughts that happened before you were born. And then you have environmental doors, which are life circumstances. These are the things that were done to you. These are all the things, these are the doors in which trauma and situations come in. This spirit, this deaf and dumb spirit attaches to children. And then those children grow up not being delivered and they are the arrested development adults that sit in your pews, in your break room, and in your at your house, at your kitchen table. This spirit attaches to children and the trauma that was done to children. This spirit is born from trauma. It lives in trauma. It causes traumatic experiences for its host and it seeks to traumatize other people. It does on purpose because guess what? It likes attention. So ugh, I want you to think about someone at your job, someone at your church, someone in your family. Think about that. I want you to now, since you've gotten a little bit of background, I want you to now adjust your thinking. Adjust your thinking to not just say, they're a little off in the head. I want you to now ask yourself and to ask God, what happened to them as a child? What happened to them? And God, help me to be the type of person who has empathy and compassion to be able to, to have the stamina and the, the spiritual stamina and the fortitude to walk them through deliverance. Now, I didn't say that you had to be a deliverance counselor like me. You don't have to be a deliverance minister or a deliverance worker. But I'm saying to you, now that you have a little bit of background about this deaf and dumb spirit, that spirit likes attention. And it doesn't stop just because you ignore it. This We've been doing this for years. We've been ignoring people for years. We've been ignoring them because they're annoying and they do stuff on purpose. Have you ever purposely, just think about it. Let's just think about it. Have you ever purposely shunned someone and they still seek you out? It's like, dog, did you not catch the hint? <laughs> think about it. I've said it in my head, maybe not out loud, but in my head, I'm like, God, this person, don't they catch the hint? I don't want to deal with you. But that spirit seeks attention. It craves attention. And it's basically the little girl inside the grown woman or the little boy inside the grown man that says, look at me. What about me? Can you see me? Look at me. I'm hurt. And this was done to me. And I'm going through hell right now 
because I am, this spirit gnashes me, throws me to the ground. I'm foaming at the mouth because I don't know what words to say. And everything that I say to you annoys you, but I need you to understand I'm in here somewhere. I'm in here somewhere. Okay. This deaf and dumb spirit wants the victim and all the spectators to feel as if the case is helpless. I want you to go back. I want you to go back to the word with me. I'm going to finish this. Verse 25, I'm going to read it again. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, here's all these people now. The, the spirit loves an audience. It loves attention. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you, don't ask it, don't play with it, don't placate it, don't play tic-tac, pity-whack, give a dog a bone with it. Command this spirit to come out of him and never enter him again. After screaming and throwing him into a terrible convulsion, it came out. The boy looked like a corpse. This spirit wants people to think that the case is hopeless and the people who have this spirit are dead. If you don't have empathy and compassion, people of God, even for these people, you would begin out of frustration, wishing, not on purpose, but as, as a fleeting thought, what's the purpose of this person's life? Why are they even here? All they do is cause trouble. All they do, you, you, you see how the enemy works? Do you see how the enemy works? Okay? So, the deaf and dumb spirit wants the victim and all the spectators, look at all the spectators, to feel as if the case is helpless, okay? Let me finish reading. But Jesus took him, the boy, by the hand and raised him and stood him up. When he had gone indoors, his disciples began asking him privately, why were we unable to drive it out? And he replied to them, because this kind of unclean spirit only comes out through prayer and fasting. People of God. We can't even begin to build with people until we go back to the entry point of their trauma and cast out the spirit, the deaf and dumb spirit, and walk them now through deliverance. Did you catch that? Do you understand that? Do you get that? People are always on the defensive the people who have this deaf and dumb spirit they're always on the defensive even when you approach them with with i don't know uh, why are you act like that why do you say that why do you do what you do they're on the defensive it's always somebody else's fault it's the source of their trauma is the reason why they act like they do which is partially true but they don't they don't know that <laughs> They don't listen. These, these people don't listen. They're always ready for a rebuttal. They're always ready to fight. They have a spirit of unbelief. And guess what? They have a religious spirit. They do. And if you have a religious spirit, you're not going to see it. If you have a religious spirit 
and you are the type of person who who are cherry picking sp particular scriptures and you're not compassionate and you don't have empathy and everything is 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 religion to you that spirit is not budging again Beelzebub can't cast out Beelzebub it ain't happening so Jesus dealt with the lack of faith and the unbelief in the father come on people listen most of the time a person with a deaf and dumb spirit they got father wounds too they do because the father sets the tone for your life jesus had to deal with the unbelief in the father before he can even deal with the boy that's why you've heard me say as a therapist i really really honestly don't like taking children anymore because i need to deal with you mama I need to deal with you, daddy. I need to deal with the parents because nine times out of 10, first, the issues come from your mama and your daddy. My husband used to say this and, I, and, and he's right. We used to have a, a nonprofit community center in Benson. We had it for 12 years. We operated as an after-school program. We dealt with children in the community. And he used to tell me the most frustrating thing for him was taking a fish out of dirty fish water he used this as an analogy and putting them right back into that dirty fish water what was he saying here we are taking this fish and we're cleaning the fish we're putting fresh water we're getting the ick off this fish but at the end of the day they're going right back to the dirty fish water they're going right back into the dirty pond they're going right back so we really are he said to me are we really helping them so, when we're dealing with these children in our schools, you can't just deal with children and you don't deal with parents. You can't just say, well, these are my babies while they're here, and, and while they're here for this eight hours, they mine. You still have to deal with the parents. That's why you're frustrated. You're going to have to deal with the parents. I know it's a lot of work. I used to do it. You take the roster, you go in the summertime, and you knock on doors. You develop a relationship with people. The same thing in your churches, pastors. You can't pastor people that you don't love and you don't have a relationship with them. You can't go to a person and say, Miss so-and-so, I noticed that you got a deaf and dumb spirit on you and I'm getting ready to cast it out and you ain't saying hello all year. Come on, somebody. You can't deal with people when you don't have empathy and a relationship with them. And that's what's going on in the world. If there's anything that has come out of COVID-19, that's good. That's good. I'm not saying COVID-19 is, is good. So if you don't understand, don't misunderstand. If anything good has come out of this situation, it has been the time for families to reset. We have been chasing bags. I'm guilty. We've been chasing bags. We've been chasing platforms. We've been chasing the 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 job we've been chasing checks we've been chasing certificates we've been chasing diplomas we've been chasing everything but but our child's heart mind body and spirit we ain't chasing that and then when things happen uh-oh let's take them to the counselor let's take them to the doctor they need riddling drug them up let's take them to the to the uh to the lord put them on the altar i'm just gonna leave them on the altar no, ma'am. No, sir. God gave you these children for you to raise. 
And when you stand in front of him on judgment day, he's going to ask you, what did you do with the 18 to 21 years that I gave you with this child? You keep giving the child back to me and I gifted the child to you. What are you doing with the child that I gave you? So, too late for the adults who sit in our pews to go back to childhood and we fix them, but we can certainly recognize what's on their life by developing a relationship with them and we can go back to the place and the impact of their trauma and walk them through deliverance. We need to heal our fathers. If you're asking what should we do as a community, start there. We are so busy building stuff that we forget to build people. You cannot have people help you build your brand, your ministry, your business, and you don't care about them. And you don't care about the trauma that they've had to endure. And you don't care about what's on their life. How do you get rid of, <laughs> how do you get rid of the deaf and dumb spirit? First of all, you have to have clean hands and a pure heart. Okay? You have to have clean hands and a pure heart. It starts with you, deliverance minister, deliverance counselor. It starts with you, leader. It starts with you, uh, principal, uh, whatever. It starts with you, parent. You have a clean hand and a clean heart with with the father okay you don't start implementing stuff when you ain't there okay you have a clean hand you have a clean heart prayer fasting you have to have grace you have to have empathy you have to have authority now that's where the clean hands clean heart prayer and fasting comes in you can't cast out nothing if you don't have the authority to do it and guess what we have a lot of people who are gifted with no authority. Your gift may make room for you. That's a totally different platform than casting out demons. So you may be a gifted gabber, but you have to have authority to command a demon to come out. So you have to have that. There's a lot of giftings in the church. There's a lot of giftings in the house. But there's no anointing. The Bible says it is the anointing that breaks yokes of oppression. You've got to stay in a place of prayer. you got to stay in a place of fasting. Your posture should always be prayerful. Your posture should always have empathy. Okay? If you have a spirit of pride, if you have a spirit of arrogance... If you have a spirit of unbelief, if you have a spirit of mammon, you will not be successful with this spirit. You won't. Because remember, this spirit likes the world. And if you are anything like the world, it ain't coming out for you. You got to have some authority. Okay? So what can we do as a community? What can we do as a tribe? What can we do as a church? We must agree according to Matthew 18. 18 to bind and loose. We're, we're not going to allow this spirit to run roughshod over our houses of worship. We are going to commit to being a house of prayer. It perplexes me, and this is just Mirandaology. This is not the Bible. But I am so perplexed by people who are bucking to get back into a church and they, they've not built the church. 
So you haven't built up your prayer life. You ain't been fasting. We've been in quarantine for a thousand days and you have not prayed. You have not fasted, but you can't wait to go and tear up a rug in a church. Is that spirit on you? That attention seeking spirit? What, what is that about? Oh, okay. So we need to mobilize and we need to stabilize our fathers. I believe that. I have such a compassion and a passion for black men. I didn't even understand why until I started studying this spirit even the more, especially since uh, now that this COVID-19 stuff has come, all these spirits are attaching, man. We got to get ourselves together because when the people start coming in to your ministries and to your churches, they're coming with this stuff on them. So they're not coming uh, uh, just for your, your, you know, you can have more in a number. Our job is still to uh, be there to help deliver and to facilitate the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a divine reset in the atmosphere, in the region, in the land for a reason. Listen, I believe that's why they've been. there's been a um, systemic shift in our educational system. You know, we took prayer out of the out of the school. So you took, and I'm not saying I know you Jesus freaks. Well, because prayer is in them, they can bring prayer with them. That's not what I'm saying. One or two people, where there's one and two people, you one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. When we're all in agreement, in a place, in a building, in an organization, our strength is that much stronger. Our children would not be allowed to even let the trauma of their childhood allow this spirit to rest, reign, rule, and abide within them. Because we as a united people are saying, oh no, that's, that's not happening in our school. It's not happening in our school system, not happening in our watch. All right? Let me just say this and I'm closing. This spirit is not for the weak, 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 weak. <laughs> if you are weak, you're going to be like the sons of Sceva. Yeah, beaten and naked, running in the street. The spirit is not for the weak. Yeah, you're going to have to pull up your sleeves and be in it for the long haul, especially um, for you parents who are dealing with it now and you're still, I can't wait till he turn 18. Baby, come on. I'm going to need you to change the way you think. No, I'm getting ready to get my sister girl I'm getting ready to get reinforcement. We getting ready fast. We getting ready to pray. We getting ready to be in one accord. One can chase a thousand. Two can ch chase ten thousand. We're getting ready to come together and get this demon off my child. And if there's any mothers out there who understand what I'm talking about when it comes to your children, you should be glad to get with another mother and say, "I'm with you, sis." When we fasting, what 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 you need? I got you. Okay? Spirit is not for the weak. We need empathy. We need tact. We need grace. All right. So as I'm closing, I want you to remember this. The deaf and dumb spirit seeks to destroy our children because they are brilliant and they are a threat to the world systems. They are brilliant. I don't care if they're not displaying that. I don't care if the teacher says that they have a learning deficit. I don't care if you got a psychological and now they have an IEP. I don't care about none of that. I don't care that your child is on the spectrum and they said that they're autistic. 
I don't care about any of that. I'm here to tell you and to prophesy to you that your children are brilliant and the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's using you and other people and this spirit to do it. They're brilliant. Ask the Lord for supernatural grace and stamina when you're dealing with this spirit. It ain't for the weak. You gonna be in it for the long haul. And I'm not saying 15 years, but you certainly ain't gonna be able to pass your little baton or your wand over your child and put a little oil cross on their forehead when they're going to bed and think that that spirit is coming out. No, and that's the problem with some of you parents. You done bought up all the Pompeii oil at IGA. You done got your pastor to pray over the oil, which is ridiculous in my opinion because you can pray over your own oil and you have put crosses on every doorway and on the forehead of your children, but you won't labor in prayer and fasting to tell this booger bear to come out in authority. Just like you yell at the cashier for getting your fry order wrong at McDonald's, just like you yell at the other person for cutting in um, to you on the highway, just like you yell at your spouse, I'm trying to get you to have that same authority when it comes to the devil. This spirit <laughs> only comes out via prayer and fasting, but the prayer and the fasting has to be targeted. Listen, I'm a, I, let me just say this because I'm getting frustrated. I feel I'm getting hot. <laughs> I'm getting a little heated. I'm going to need y'all to stop with these little pity pat prayers, and I'm going to need you to stop with this cookie cutter bases and, and we say affirmations every morning. I'm going to need you to have some targeted prayer and fasting when it comes to getting spirits up out of your children's soul and out of your house. Yes, authority. You're going to have to stop with, with this, I'm going to get a book of prayer. You, you, you get in the book and develop the prayer. Get in the book and develop the prayer. Listen, the Lord directed me uh, a month ago to go on a 21-day fast. And this is what he said. I want you to pray and fast for 21 days, but I want you to pray at midnight. Now, anybody who knows me, if you heard me say this, I don't know how many times. I'm in the bed by 9.30. I'm sleepy, legitimately sleepy by 9.30. Now, let me rewind. I went to Dr. Faith Wakoma's conference two years ago. Tiffany Montgomery prophesied to me and she said, God said, you are to get up at 10 p.m. every night and write. I heard what she said. I respect the prophetic word. But in my mind, I said, there's no way because I'm sleepy at 10. There's nothing intelligent going to even be emitted from my brain because at 10 o'clock I'm sleepy and I'm asleep. But when the Lord instructed me to go on this 21 day fast, I discovered something that between the hours of 10 and 1 a.m., because remember, midnight is really in the morning. The Bible tells us to rise early and spend some time with the Lord. Between the time of 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., man, the creativity flows. I wrote an entire book for 21 days in prayer last month. When God gives you specificity, 
and he gives you uh, concrete directives to pray and to fast, you need to hear them and do it. Okay? I want you to know that. Your prayers and your fasting needs to be targeted and it needs to be concentrated. Okay? This spirit is sustained by the instability of fathers. We're going to have to be the village that heals our children. Mothers, he left you. He didn't leave them. Stop holding your children as a pawn and a weapon and ransom for the attention of a man that don't want you no more. Let that child, child support or not, yes, I said that, have a relationship with their father. I don't care if he's not a good father. I don't care if he's not the father that you thought he should be. You laid with him and he's that child's father. Let them have a relationship. And you, ma'am, deal with your own father issues and get delivered. So you and he can co-parent so your child does not have to live with the childhood trauma of their uh, life or lifetime like you're doing. Why would I want my child to live in trauma or a traumatic experience if I know that I'm an adult that's miserable? Why would you want that for your children? I don't even understand that concept. But deaf and dumb spirit doesn't listen to reason. All right? Mental health issues develop in the absence of targeted attacks on the spirit of the deaf and dumb. Listen, not people. Y'all got to stop attacking folk and attack the spirits that's on them. And you can only uh, approach people when you have a relationship with them. So stop attacking people and start dealing with the spirits that's on them. And you deal with that spirit first in your prayer closet. Your prayer closet. And that's where you get blueprints, uh, instructions in righteousness, and a strategy to now deal with people and the spirits that's on them. You've been going about it the wrong way, beloved. You think because somebody gave you a, a title in the church and they let you preach one time behind the pulpit and you had a spirit of prophecy drop on you that one time that you now sit in this office of authority that you really don't sit in. Go somewhere, sit down, get you a prayer life, start fasting, and now we can do some work. All right? I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. Let me look at my notes. I'm done. Now you need, you, you have questions? How am I doing on time? Oh, perfect. I'm done. Anybody? Questions? Let me go back. I'm going to go back and see if you have any questions. You guys have been a wonderful captive audience. I always forget to not put my finger in place. Anybody have any questions about the deaf and dumb spirit? Questions, comments, concern? Yes, empathy. We have to have empathy. Yes, Felicia said, Lord, help us to have compassion. We need it, sis. We need compassion for people. I know they're annoying. I know they get on our nerves. I know that that uh, it's exhausting. But this, this, this spirit is not for the weak. Anybody else? Let's see here. 
Come on, brilliant truth. That's brilliant, oh man. Wow, preach. Come on, authority. That's right. You have to have targeted prayer life and authority. Yes, I wrote a book in 21 days. <laughs> at night. <laughs> at 10 o'clock, I became a scribe. Every night at 10 o'clock, I'm scribing. And guess what? From 10 p.m. to 1 o'clock a.m., this is my new time to spend time with the Lord and to get into prayer. This is the time. And guess what? It works for me in this season. It may change in the next season. Let's see what else we got. Awesome teaching, awesome word, grace. Got to get out of our personalities out of the way. Absolutely. Listen, people of God, you've been most wonderful. It's been a an awesome deliverance table. I really wanted to highlight and bring um, awareness to uh, the deaf and dumb spirit. I don't want you to be the type of person who is offended by that. Even if you discover after this teaching, wow, that's in my family, that's in my bloodline, that's on my child, that's on me. Um, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be offended. You just need to get with somebody with some authority and let's get that booger bear out of there, okay? And we go back to the place of your trauma and we unearth and we unlayer and we do the hard work, okay? Let me make sure that we, we, we um, captured our goals. We defined the deaf and dumb spirit. We gave characteristics and examples. We discussed open doors and spiritual gateways. We have practical tips and to leaders and parents. And the last thing that we're going to do is pray. All right. Now, I am going to be very specific in my prayer. So let me turn on my device. All right. Ready? All right, we're praying for the deliverance from the deaf and dumb spirit and all associated demons, all right? Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first of all, we wanna thank you, God, for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. We thank you, God, for this amount of privilege. We thank you for the opportunity to pray. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to be in a place of oneness and in agreement. We thank you, God, for each and every person that is on the, the live on today tonight, this evening, God. We thank you that you have provided an opportunity for ministry via the deliverance table. Father, we thank you for uh, the leaders of Impact Church, Apostles Catherine and Edwin. We thank you, God, that they see fit to allow uh, this ministry and to see the benefit it is to the body of Christ. So, Father, we ask that you send your angels to bind any spirits in the heavenlies that would interfere with our children's deliverance in the name of Jesus. We bind the demonic stronghold working in our children's lives and all the demons uh, under the control, God, of the strong man in the name of Jesus Christ. We command every spirit of deaf and dumb, trauma, severe trauma, head injury, brain injury, vexation, sinusitis, hydrocephalitis, encephalitis, Parkinson's disease, epilepsy, seizures, convulsions, concussions, poor balance, clumsiness, disorientation, falling, dizziness, accidents, injury, dull of hearing, tone deaf, deaf, dumb, mute, speechless, stage fright, choking, tongue-tied, traumatic brain injury, stress, torment, torture, pain, schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, 
anxiety, worry, hallucinations, delusions, madness, insanity, autism, Asperger's, Tourette's syndrome, ADD, ADHD, learning disabilities, dyslexia, dysgraphia, inability to learn, inability to listen, poor concentration, inattentiveness, lack of focus, setback, behind a grade, repetition, held back, failure, slow to learn, no earthly good, daydreamers, space cadet, drift, deviation, fantasy, lack of comprehension, disconnect, delay, delay in learning, procrastination, class clown, joker, mockery, troublemaker, mischief, forgetfulness, amnesia, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, stroke, brain tumor, brain damage, fool, stupid, hatred of correction, disobedience, defiance, rebellion, stubbornness, silent treatment, manipulation, provocation, antagonism, revenge, retaliation, resentment, immaturity, temper tantrum, anger, rage, frustration, violence, hitting, punching, slapping, kicking, harassment, vexation, annoyance, distress, pester, attention-seeking, narcissism, compulsive obsession, ritual, OCD, control, inflexible, loss of control, shame, guilt, condemnation, suicide, hopelessness, despair, doubt, unbelief, giving up, quitting, projection, fear, hate, murder, isolation, loneliness, lone wolf, loner, rejection, abandonment, rejection of the father, rejection of the mother, abandonment of the father, abandonment of the mother, forsaken, ostracized, shocked, triggered, upset, making a scene, explosion, embarrassed, timidity, shyness to come out of my child, your children. They go to the pit right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that I named, we are claiming and calling it to the pit in the name of Jesus. No spirit or demon can re-enter or return to our children. We forbid such actions in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, make us to be your voices crying out in the wilderness in this day, in this age. Lord, let your testimony be a spirit of prophecy. Let your spirit be prophecy that's upon us. We testify to your words and within the church. Lord, give us ears to hear you, what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Lord Jesus, if our ears are closed and our eyes are closed, let us not be closed to your words, God. Let us open them. And if our tongue is tied, please release it so we can speak your words. Lord, raise us up, God, in the spirit realm, in the power of Elijah, that we would prepare ourselves, that we would prepare for your second coming, God, by hearing your word, by speaking your word. Father God, pour out your spirit, your Holy Spirit upon us in the name of Jesus, so that we can prophesy, so that we can have visions, so that we can have dreams, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being our father when our fathers were absent. Thank you for being our friends when we thought that we were friendless. 
thank you for making us a true son and a daughter in the name of Jesus. And we cry, Abba, Father, we thank you for letting these things be so in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen, beloved. It is well, it is well, it is well. I wanted you again to be aware of this spirit. I want you to develop a tenacity to bond with other believers, to let this spirit get the heck out of our homes, out of our children, out of our organizations, out of our churches. And we say thank you. Thank you for all of you who have tuned in on tonight for the deliverance table. Again, if you have any questions or comments or something that you didn't want to type here for everybody to see it, you are certainly welcome to message me. Um, that's it. And as always, as I sign off, shalom, shalom. Have a wonderful afternoon.